Welcome to Living Water Radio. What is the most memorable meal you've ever received? What meal was the most important, the most necessary? Today, we're going to identify one meal that ties all those values together. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ United Church of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Jesus had been crucified. Jesus had given his life and died dead as a doornail. Jesus had taken his life back again. He rose from the dead. He had appeared to his disciples twice. Okay, that's a lot to process. And then this happened in John 21, verses 1 through 8. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, only about a hundred yards off. Sure, the disciples had a lot to process, but Jesus had appeared to them twice. They had been given the Holy Spirit. They had been sent into the world. And what did they do? Seven of the remaining 11 of them went back to work. They went home. They made the nearly 80-mile trip from Jerusalem to their fishing grounds on the Sea of Tiberias, a.k.a. the Sea of Galilee, on foot. And they went fishing. They were commercial fishermen. They fished all night and caught nothing. Nothing. What does that feel like to work without results? And how do you think they felt given their circumstances? Like they had let Jesus down. Like they couldn't get anything right, including their jobs. Like they were being punished by God, ready to just give up. Then, just after daybreak, they were coming in and there was someone on the beach. They didn't recognize Jesus for who he was. How could they not recognize Jesus? He was dead. Well, he had appeared to them twice. Was it not light enough yet? Were they just freaked out over seeing the impossible? Were they still processing what they had seen? Were they still in shock? 
Jesus knew what had happened in the fishless night, so he told them to throw their nets out on the other side of the boat. Like, that would work. Why didn't we think of that? But they did, and in their obedience to Jesus, willing to do whatever he commanded, no matter how crazy it seemed, they caught so many fish that they weren't able to haul in the net. They weren't too far from the shore, so they just used the boat to drag the net to the shore. Peter had let Jesus down even after Jesus told him he would, three times. And yet Peter wasn't so ashamed that he couldn't fanboy over Jesus, and he jumped into the sea to get to him with first putting on his clothes as a reminder that sin separates us from God from the very beginning. And then this happened in John 21, verses 9 through 14. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Some scholars say that the number 153 is the number of all the nations of the world known to Jews at that time. And that makes sense because this story includes references to God's love for the whole world, such that Jesus died for the sake of the world, as well as of the disciples' call to go into the world and make disciples. It's kind of a Jesus' greatest hits compilation. He reassured the disciples with references where his divinity had been made plain to them. Where else did Jesus preside over a meal of bread and fish? The feeding of the 5,000. Where else was there a miraculous catch of fish? The calling of the disciples to leave their nets and come and follow Jesus. Sin and redemption from sin are referenced here. Why did Jesus preside over this breakfast on the beach? To show that he still cared for them. To answer their fears with his confidence. To answer their fear with the gift of faith to respond to guilt with forgiveness and reconciliation. This is the resurrected Jesus. This Jesus is alive. He was there to do something familiar, sharing a meal. Was he there to get the old band back together? What was happening? How does Jesus deal with us in our inadequacies, with our faithlessness, our divisions, our biting and scratching, when none dare ask where Jesus is, when we all know that he is right here in the midst of us, and in our utter lack of interest in the mission God has given us to make disciples of all nations? Jesus reveals himself to us in a meal. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 17 through 24, For I have received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In Holy Communion we receive forgiveness of sin, life, and salvation. We receive the presence of God. We commune with God. We receive his mercy and the assurance that he abides in us. We are blessed to be a blessing. What is the most memorable, the most important, the most necessary meal for life? It's Holy Communion. We don't need to run around seeking the Lord. He comes to us. He is present there for us in the forms of bread and wine. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.